trust the movement I negate the chaos Uplift the negative I'll show up at the table Again and again Welcome to Grassroot Ohio Conversations with everyday people Working on important issues Here in Columbus And all around Ohio I'm Carolyn Harding And today I'm talking with Lynn Anderson And Silverio Cajano Working to protect Youngstown, Ohio from a toxic industry setting up in the center of town, all in the name of recycling. Lynn Anderson is an organizer for SOBE, S-O-B-E, Concerned Citizens of Youngstown. She's treasurer of Youngstown Community Bill of Rights and board member of Trees, Please. Silverio Cajano is a retired Youngstown, Ohio Fire Department Battalion Chief and hazmat WMD specialist and team member of 39 years. He's retired from the State of Ohio Hazmat WMD Technical Advisory Committee, where he assisted the state build Hazmat WMD teams to quantify and qualify equipment and to educate and advise the state EMA. He trained with the U.S. Military 52nd WMD Civil Support Team. He's the Fire and Hazmat WMD instructor and paramedic member of the Board of Directors for Buckeye Environmental Network and member of the Ohio Brine Task Force. We have before us two very mighty justice warriors from Youngstown, Ohio. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you. Um, Silverio, can you explain to me what an Ohio Hazmat WMD is? Ohio Hazmat WMD are teams, level one teams that are interdispersed around the state to handle uh, extreme hazardous materials and weapons of mass destructions that include radiological, biological. That's what we did after 9-11. We started identifying where teams were needed, what type of team was needed, and uh, we quantified and qualified the equipment and training for all these teams that are interdispersed throughout the state of Ohio. Okay, that'll help people understand your, your bio. So um, there's a Dublin, Ohio uh, business owner of the uh, business, which is SOBE, which I'm sure is an acronym, which I'll have you explain to me, Energy Solutions. He bought an old coal fire energy plant in the heart of downtown Youngstown and, and then sold the residents and PUCO a story that they are a heating and cooling company, but not exactly. So tell us, what is SOB or SOBE really about Lynn? All right, we we call them Sobe, and just in my own mind, I call it son of a bitch energy. But um, he named it after his daughters or something. I think he said that still S O B E, maybe B E is for Beth, and I don't know um, Sonia and Beth. I don't know, but it's Sobe the way he says it. Sobe Energy Solutions uh, was actually a consulting company out of Dublin, Ohio. And uh, they identify monies, you know, that are available for, um, you know, clean and green energy creation. So they are coming to Youngstown, Ohio, to thermalize uh, chopped up tires, plastics, and he added on computer waste. And they're going to have a revenue stream from this. They will sell the new plastic they create from this the carbon black they create from this, the synthetic gas that they create from this. And then he also said they would uh, create some electricity and sell that to a contractor to mine cryptocurrency. So this is not a uh, steam heating company. No, and that's what they were permitted for, correct? Correct. 
So, um, Silverio, why did you get into this fight to oppose this? It uh, seems like a good thing to recycle, you know, plastics, to recycle tires. Why not? Oh, this isn't truly recycling. This is, you know, when you think of recycling, you actually think of a cycle where you take a car, you get it crushed, they melt it down and they make another car or a washing machine or whatever out of metal. This is linear recycling. It's not recycling at all. It's just linear. Their, their term of recycling is sort of greenwashing what they're doing. They're taking a plastic and they're not really making another plastic out of it. They're just burning it to produce energy, to heat the old uh, boiler, or heat the new boilers that they put in to uh, provide steam heat. The problem that you have with this kind of a process is if you look into it at all, they're all failures. And they themselves, when you look at uh, Altera that is currently doing pyrolysis, the, the two forms that you have out there, gasification and pyrolysis. Gasification takes uh, the product, the, the tires and all the other stuff, and it, they create a, a gas out of it or a liquid out of it, and they, and they thermalize it and turn it into a gas and they burn it. Pyrolysis, they just take this waste and they turn it into an oil that they then ship out to try to make other other plastics. Unfortunately, here in uh, in Akron, they, they got to ship this stuff all the way to Texas, which to me makes me wonder just how energy efficient is it if you've got to use gasoline to get it all the way down there, or diesel, excuse me. So both of these plants, uh, at a meeting that we had, uh, I believe in October, uh, Mr. Ferris from uh, Sobe said that the Altera gasification or the Altera pyrolysis plant was antiquated and failed technology. Subsequently, in an interview with um, uh, Politico, uh, the people that run Altera, when asked about Sobe, said that what Mr. Ferris wants to do is dangerous. So you have the pot calling the kettle black here, and I tend to believe them both, they're both bad. You know, they're, and, they're, and it's, you know, like I said, words tell a story, their words are, and I believe them both. And if you read up on this stuff, it's all failed technology. Now, Mr. Ferris says he's invented the new mousetrap, which is all well and good for Mr. Ferris. But the problem is when we ask him, so what's new about this? He, it's, he plays like the Cheshire cat. He shows you bits and pieces of this, that, and the other. He never shows you the whole thing. And the more we press him for answers, the more we find out, well, there's this process and there's this process. And they're not processes that he has included in his, you know, bright and sunny new idea. And all this is, it's just greenwashing. Um, they're going after the money that has been put out of there for you know green energy. Uh, they're trying something that has failed all over the place, greatly failed in, in India. Matter of fact, failed to the point where people got killed and uh, people that were doing this were uh, tried by the Indian government. He cites a success story out of Germany. And when we looked into it, they weren't burning tires or plastics. They were burning polystyrene resins and that from the, the, the turbine blades. Because if you ever went, to, ever went to Europe, you'll find out they don't have a, a lot of plastics, mostly recyclables and bottles. So, again, we're comparing apples and oranges. And, and you know, to me, it, it stunk to high heavens when I heard it, knowing what I know about hazmat and being a firefighter, because they're both related. Right. What he's doing is he's creating an environment that in the fire service we wear SCBA to protect ourselves from. And, of, of course, he says, and, and the, the key words for him, he's when pressed about uh, releases of, of these toxins. You have digoxin, you have all kind of furons, uh, you know, carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide, hydrogen cyanide, all, the, all the, the bad stuff that you get in a house fire. When pressed about how he's going to protect Youngstown, he said, and I quote, 
I will do whatever the Ohio EPA makes me do. Okay, let's stop right there. Len, what is the environmental impact and why in the heart of Youngstown? Tell us about the impacts of, of, of industry in downtown Youngstown. And tell us a little bit about downtown, what's around it. Okay, Youngstown is uh, going through a revitalization. So the downtown is getting, um, you know, new buildings, new businesses, new restaurants, new bars. And this side of town, uh, Sobe, or not Sobe, uh, Youngstown Thermal was a steam heating plant, very antiquated. They uh, began in 1895 and they burned coal. So we were elated when this coal burning plant uh, fell apart. And still the dude's name is Pharaoh, F-E-R-R-O, David Pharaoh, because we did have this company, Browning Ferris, F-E-R-R-I-S. So everybody's always calling him Mr. Ferris, but he's David Pharaoh of Dublin, Ohio. So why put this in Youngstown, Ohio? Put it in Dublin, Ohio, where you live. So what what uh, is happening here is there was this old plant. So um, the sacrifice zone uh, principle is used again, moving into the poorest, most polluted area. And uh, that's what they're doing. So they won't be held accountable for the pollution or uh, as Syl says, when they have a really bad day, when they explode. Right. Now, the pollution, it's very nebulous. What kind of pollution is it? it air pollution, water pollution, soil pollution? Um, is it, he- is it, will it impact the workers and the local community? It's really no workers. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's all of the above. The most egregious that um, we can identify at this point in time that is uh, going to affect people's health, threaten the public health and safety is the air pollution. And he claims there will be um, no air pollution. It's a totally closed system. You know, we have an innovative thermalizing um, uh, type of uh, operation, which has never been used. He hasn't, he doesn't have any operating businesses. And we keep asking him for process test, you know, emission results from the process that he has tested that he is going to have. He has none of those. We've had two uh, public meetings where all we've gotten is marketing presentations. So, Syl, why uh, hasn't PUCO like stepped up if once they've seen that this is not just a, a cooling and heating facility? Well, there's a, a large question as to whether or not they are part of PUCO. Um, it's not really a publicly held utility. The original, I think it was called Mahoning County Electrical and Steam Generation Plant was privately held. The, subs- the subsequent evolving of that company were all privately held. Uh, it became the Penn Ohio Electric and Steam Generation Company. And they spun off, uh, there was a steam plant that, um, they, they spun off a uniform cleaning place. It was right next door to the steam plant, fed by the steam from the steam plant. So there is a lot of spun off small businesses there. So we, we raised the question whether it's really a public utility or a private utility. And from everything that we have found, it's, it's a private held utility. So it, it falls off, I think, the, uh, the, the PUCO radar screen, but uh, it doesn't fall off the EPA radar screen. And what our biggest fear is, and, and like I said in the last one, Mr. Farrow said that he was going to do whatever the EPA told him to. Well, all you got to do is you got to look and see what the Ohio State Legislature did with uh, House Bill 507. They just created a law to make oil and gas green technology. Right. They can very quickly create a law that says this is 
whatever you want to call it, uh, some kind of uh, plastic mining or something like that, and exempt them from the uh, you know emissions or lower what, what we find often happening in the state of Ohio, lower the standards, which again raises another question. There are several laws that have been created in the state of Ohio dealing with fracking and injection wells and other things where their standards are lower than that of the EPA. And we're calling into question, at least Buckeye Environmental is calling into question whether or not this is legal or not. You can create laws more stringent than the EPA, but you can't lower their laws. So we're, we're in the middle of trying to find out just what's going on you know, from the state EPA. But our biggest fear is Mr. Farrow is he's going to have a bad day. Everyone does. And, and or he's going to get away with like they did in the past. Uh, there was four in the original, in the original Youngstown Thermal there was four burners. And every time they got near to the tonnage limit on one burner, they fired up the other one and started dumping more. Well, that was burner A. We're going to burner B. He can play the same game and dump tons and tons and tons of toxic uh, you know, smoke. He's a block away from uh, YSU. He's uh, you know, across the street from the number one fire station. He's across the street from a jail. These people in the, in the jail are, pardon the pun, you know, captive audience. They can't go anywhere. Where the heck are they going to go? They're there. They're going to breathe this stuff in. Right across the street from him is um, university housing. And behind that is more housing. Three blocks up the street is the uh, university stadium. You know, this so is, have you, have you this is the wrong house? place to put this. So you have, is there a large group of allies working with you to stop this? I mean, it seems like community um, groups would be alarmed and want to help out. And what is your, what is your way? How will you be able to stop this? If you, you know, how can you do this? We formed Sobey Concerned Citizens in uh, November of 2021. So it's taken a long time to, you know, get awareness going and, um, you know, get more people on board. And the reason we got Buckeye Environmental Network on board is because they were well aware that these places are going to pop up in Ohio. Um, Grove City, Ohio, one is trying to come in from Thailand. Ironton, Ohio, one is trying to come in from Florida. Um, Hebron, Ohio, one is trying to come in from Connecticut. That's Freepoint Ecosystems. They always name themselves something green. So we... Uh, you know, they said, hey, we'd like to help you and work with you. And they obtained a, a, a grant for environmental. We're an environmental justice community because we're so poor and polluted. And, um, you know, the neighborhood that's going to be impacted up there. And I want to go back to the PUCO thing. We uncovered the application to PUCO where they applied as a, a steam heating cooling company, private utility, but a steam heating cooling company. And the consultant from Optics Consulting, same address as Sobe uh, Energy Solutions Consulting and Dublin, Ohio, filled out the application where all the environmental questions were checked off, not applicable, not applicable, not applicable. So Jennifer French was appointed by um, DeWine, you know, to be over the be over Puco as soon as the Sam Randazzo uh, huge uh, $61 million first energy AEP scandal happened. Larry Householder, all this gross stuff that happens in Ohio all the time with corruption. So we, we're asking her, did you read this application? You know, are you looking at what this is? 
And um, so that's back to that. But right now, as far as organizing, we're organizing our butts off and uh, we're trying hard to um, accompany the neighborhood that is most affected. So the Love Your Neighbors Block Watch people, you know, Black people are going in on February 7 at 10 a.m. to talk to Mayor uh, Tito Brown, who has ignored us since 2021. Everything we ask him, please help, please help. What, what's, what is this? What is this? So when he called me after the January 9th public town hall meeting, I guess the health department, uh, Aaron Bishop, put pressure on him. He better respond to, to this uh, crisis. And he said, I just want to talk to the supervisor of your group. And I said, we don't have a supervisor. We are a group you know, <laughs> concerned citizens. And we want to come in and talk to you. He said, I have spoken to Sobe several times. I go, that's why we want to come in and talk to you. So um, we finally have a meeting coming up and we feel that the most affected, the most impacted, I'm not the one should be talking. You know, I don't live right there blocks away from, you know, F.D. Mason Funeral Home is a Black-owned funeral home. Uh, Sil Caggiano's uh, buddy, uh, Charlie Staples, has his barbecue right there, big, you know, thriving barbecue business. We have Frida's Bar that I like to go to, Black-owned. We've got a gay bar, um, Switch, right across the street, or uh, under our disabled, not disabled, but differently abled people, purple cat offices are right down there. I mean, this is impacting a lot of uh, poor poor people without political power. Okay. And you're gathering, are you trying to gather them to join you in this fight? And how can you stop it? Just by raising awareness, getting the mayor to nix it? Or um, what? what is your objective and tactic with this? Well, right now we're dealing with uh, as, as Lynn said, we're going to the administrative end of it to see uh, what can be done there. I'm not too optimistic. However, on the legislative side, we have about three or four legislators that really don't want this in their neighborhood. Going back to what Lynn said, these companies thrive on poor, poor neighborhoods, uh, downturned neighborhoods, minority neighborhoods. And, and if they can get the triple Yahtzee, a, you know, a poor downturned minority community, which you know, Youngstown is, uh, it's 65% minority. It's suffered quite, you know, quite drastically from the steel mill closures. Uh, it's a city that is imploding upon itself, getting smaller and smaller because there is no money. So, you know, this is the triple Yahtzee for the guy. You know, he's got a place that uh, he thinks he can, he can sell his wares. And in the other problem that you have, most of these legislators in these small towns, they're not savvy to what he's talking about. He can go in there and he can throw $50 words around and, you know, until the sun comes down and they think, oh, this guy's the greatest thing in the world. However, what we have found when you start pressing him with people that do know what they're talking about, he falls apart. He'll lie. I've caught him in, you know, at least three lies. One, but, you know, he, he was been, he's been in constant contact with the EPA. Well, Teresa Mills happened to get a hold of the people from the EPA and send me some, they said they've never talked to him when he was saying that. He says, well, this is a closed process. No oxygen will get in, into, this, into the system. Well, anybody that knows anything about chemistry knows that when you break down hydrocarbons, two of the largest components, in, in, part of it is carbon and oxygen. So 
well, well, we burp the oxygen out. Well, how do you do that? Well, there's a process. Oh, so there's another, there's another process. And, and this has been continuous with him. Each time you press him, you know, it, it's like watching somebody, you know, skate back and forth, trying to cover the, you know, you're going to burn tires. What are you going to do about the sulfides and the tires? Well, there's another process. And then there's another process. He keeps saying this stuff, but he doesn't have the answers. When you sit down across from a, a scientist that knows what he's doing, you ask him the question, he gives you a definitive answer. This guy keeps, oh, there's a process. There's What's the process? Uh, well, my guys are working. And he, you know, he begins to sound like that old commercial where the person walks into the into the, uh, the car shop. Yeah, the boys are working on it. You never get that definitive answer. You can't nail them down. And if you don't Lynn, know. Then you're trying to pop in there. Oh, no, I, I, but, you know, I will pop in because we're in a full court press where we are organizing not only the neighborhood, but the entire city. And people are standing up. Um, all of our reverends and priests and everybody wrote a letter to the mayor and said, this is unacceptable. You know, you have to do the right thing, morally right thing. All these people are already have a big enough toxic load. They all have bad health outcomes. They all have asthma. Step up. So big concerned citizens wrote him a letter. We put up a billboard. We're getting yard signs. We're getting other uh, groups, healthy neighborhood partners to come in. Uh, the latest one as of yesterday is Northeast Ohio uh, Black Health Coalition. Um, we're just pounding it because we have corrupt legislators here. And in our Public Utility Committee of the Youngstown City Council, we have an egregious conflict of interest where the chairperson, Michael Ray, who is also my fourth ward councilman. And I've been riding his ass all through anti-fracking when he sabotaged everything we were doing. But now, well, then he was working for AEP. Remember the, the big scandal, First Energy, AEP, $61 million, Larry Householder? Well, now he's working for TRC and he's the Public Utility Committee chairman. And Pharaoh right away said to him, he's talking to him like a frat brother, and he goes, Yeah, you and I have been talking, you know, la, 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 la. So I called him out at the October 12th meeting. I said, You know, this is a conflict of interest. You work for TRC, who plans these utilities, plans, they draw up their plans, how they're going to operate in these cities and get their funds and stuff like that. And he goes, No, it was the Connecticut TRC. Okay. So you're getting, you're gaining allies to help raise awareness in Youngstown. What about all these other cities in Ohio that are being threatened with the same kind of plastics recycling, pyrolysis facilities? Do you have an alliance with these folks? Can you guys gather um, strength and um, support still? Well, right now, BEN is using Youngstown as a model. We're testing out some things because the other ones are still in the pipeline. They're, they're planned. This one's actually actively going. This guy has purchased property. He is actually functioning as uh, an ad hoc Youngstown Thermal. And what he's doing now is looking to get approval to the next, you know, the next step, which is he's already filed a request to, uh, to install. So okay. who does he get approval from? He gets approval from the Ohio EPA on a request to install. Right now, that is working its way through the pipeline, and it could take a while. So this is the main focus because this is the one that's coming down the pipeline. And to digress to what we were talking to before, one of the things that we're trying to do is get some way where we can give people model legislation to fight this. Because you've got companies 
that have tried to do this all across the United States and they've been getting rejected. The latest one was down, I think, in Alabama. This town did it. But each state and each town's laws are different. And, you know, these, these legislators have ALEC. And what we need to do is establish something along that line, some kind of an environmental, uh, you know, legislative council or an ELIC that can make these model legislations because most of these people aren't lawyers. They're not legislators or uh, legal legislators. They're just people like you and me that get elected to office. They have no legal experience. And they're not scientists either. No, and they're not scientists. There's a few that are. There's a few but, that are. And, and um, B-E-N. Back. Does BEN stand for Buckeye? What? Environment, Buckeye Environmental Network. Yeah. It's what, is the, what is the website for that? We're on Facebook under Buckeye Environmental. You can Google Buckeye Environmental and it'll come up. But Environmental Network. Yeah. And, and basically what it is, it's an umbrella entity that I, I operate under with the Ohio Brand Task Force and Allegheny Watershed and all these others. They operate under there. And we have input from Sierra Club from a lot of other outside agencies. And we're actually, this, this is actually pioneering something that isn't out there. It's, you know, we're, you know, you've got to save the trees, you've got to save the animals. This is something all brand new. And this thing with the pyrolysis and gasification plants is, an, is a, a new facet uh, in a ever revol- you know, evolving attack on people's right to you know, have clean air, clean water, and a safe place to live. How can um, listeners help? How can well, we you can go to www.stop-sobe.com. That's going to be up momentarily. That's our website, www.stop-sobe.com. And you can sign up. We have a place where you can sign up to get involved. Uh, right now on Facebook, you can go to Sustainable Youngstown and bone up on the entire history of Sobe Concerned Citizens and everything that we've done. And um, there's a way to go right into the URL of your um, browser and just type stop Sobe, lowercase S-T-O-P-S-O-B-E, and it takes you to Linktree. And Linktree has all these links, how you can just click on those links and get involved with us. I can send you that. So we are um, now connecting everybody. And, um, you know, the big greens have never helped. And even the medium-sized greens are 501c3s who tell me, well, we can't take a stand. You know, so we're out there, boots on the ground. We're accompanying the affected neighborhood. We're having town hall meetings. We're exhorting the corrupt governance here to do the right thing and do it because it's the right thing and have the courage to do it. And, and so, you know, I'm sorry, Glenn, one more um, word of advice. We're almost finished with time. Sil, what would you ask our listeners? Get involved. All politics is local politics. Vet your politicians when you, uh, when you vote for them. Uh, if you want to get involved in the uh, area environment, your area environmental in Ohio, uh, ben.org. Uh, we we're the um, that's the umbrella organization for all these other things. Uh, be aware of what's going on. Listen to what is being said, and understand that um, you know you are in control. Again, all politics is local politics. You want to vote for the right people and do the right things. All right. Thank you so much, Lynn Anderson and Silverio Cajano from Youngstown, Ohio, for the fight to protect your water, air, and soil, and for the 
the organizing of other communities in Ohio that are going to face this same issue. Thanks so much. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you for having us. In addition to our Friday 5 p.m. broadcast on WGRN.org, Grassroot Ohio now airs on Sundays at 2 p.m. on WCRSFM.org and at 4 p.m. at WEJPLP Wheeling, Moundsville, West Virginia. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Grassroot Ohio, 94.1 FM, WGRN.org. We air Friday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to all our previous shows archived on the top post of our Grassroot Ohio Facebook page. There's a time to listen and learn, a time to organize and strategize, and a time to stand up, fight back.